0: All right. And we're live. So welcome to episode 41 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host along with Nancy Minicozzi. My name is Lisa and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California.
1: And I'm Nancy, an instructional tech coach in Northwest LA County. Just a quick reminder, we go with a 15 minute format because ain't nobody got time for more than that.
0: No, they don't. And to answer last episode's question of where on the list of coffee drinkers do teachers fall, Brett Harrison was the closest with his guess of second. However, teachers actually rank number eight. And today's fun coffee fact is, coffee is actually a fruit. There you go. So uh, without further ado, today's guest is Kat Goyette, who will be talking to us today about tools uh, for listening and speaking. So Kat, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, those sorts of things.
1: Sure, uh, my name is Katherine Goyette and I am from Central California. It's a, a relatively rural area and um, we have a lot of uh, English learners and so listening and speaking has been a big push for us um, for as long as I've been teaching, uh, but really it's something that's good for all students. So um, currently my role is I am a um, EdTech consultant for Tulare County Office of Ed. So I work with a lot of districts and teachers and administrators and coaches in uh, integrating technology, uh, leading with learning, never with tech.
0: Excellent. Thank you. So how can technology assist
1: students uh, with their listening and speaking skills? So I think one of the things that um, we had noticed, I know you listening and speaking is important and we need to do a... You know, we need kids listening and actually communicating verbally. But what technology can do, um, rather than having kids sitting at their Chromebooks or iPads all day long not talking to each other, um, we can use the technology to have students practice speaking um, by screencasting, by using the power of audio and video recording, and then um, making it an interactive experience by having them actually um, collaborate together. And there's a lot of tools that we can um, use. To do that, but really the key is we're not asking them to not, not communicate verbally. We're just leveraging the technology to document that process and to accelerate accelerate the learning, so to speak.
0: Um, you mentioned screencasting and um, and some audios or some um, listening uh, devices, or excuse me. Um, apps as well. So what are some of the favorite ones – sorry, it's Sunday morning. Uh, Uh, No problem. (laughs) So apparently it's me who's getting tongue-tied now. Um, What are some uh, of your favorite ones to have students use? So I
1: think um, screencasting is great for actually having students uh, speak, but I want to start with a focus on listening first. And talk about that for a moment. Um, So something that that I think is really powerful and easy and free for teachers. Teachers, I always try to recommend as many free things as possible. Um, But Edpuzzle, um, edpuzzle edpuzzle.com, allows you to uh, use YouTube, Khan Academy, all sorts of videos. Search for Natural Geographic, TED Talks. um, Have the students listen. um, And then you can create your own questions uh, to go in, you know in the midst of it, because a lot of times what I found teachers will do is they will assign these videos um, or podcasts or whatever happens to be for the kids, and there's no check um, for the, to know that they actually learned anything. Are we actually listening or did I just assign you a video and maybe you listened to it? And maybe at the very end you answered some questions, but in the midst of it, they have to learn. Students don't, realize that listening is an interactive experience. They think of it, I think sometimes, as I'm just passively listening. And in order for it to be interactive, they have to actually answer questions. You need to actually participate as a listener. And so um, Edpuzzle is a free tool that allows us to do that. It's also very simple. I've had people that have said, Catherine, I am not techie. And I was able to figure it out. So I love to recommend that one. It also integrates with Google Classroom very easily. And so you can assign um, assign these assignments directly to classroom, which is awesome.
0: What a great tool. Yes. Edpuzzle. Um, the, uh, you, as you've said, um, you know, you have a lot of English language learners as do I as well in, in my area too. Um,
1: these tools are only for certain groups of students or can they really be benefit all students? I really think they can benefit all students. I think that, um, especially the listening, we found, I found that schools, it's not just their ELs that were struggling on the state assessments on the listening portions. It's actually all students. Um, I think kids get really good at pretending they're listening. I know I did when I was a student. I would nod and smile. And then when the teacher's ready to ask a question, then I'd look away, you know, nope, don't make eye contact. Um, but they get really good at that. And, um, so I, I think it's that's important for all students. I think speaking is a good skill for all students as well. But I think especially for ELs, if you can uh, have them listen to their speaking by using screencasting or another sort of um, you know video recording, uh, then that really helps them to hear the pronunciation and to have that instant formative feedback. Um, so so I do believe that it's it's good for all kids, but for ELs especially the um, the emphasis on speaking is is big, um, and technology can really help us with that.
0: I agree, especially about the listening. I've caught several of my students when, you know, they're, they think they're like, oh, and they get that down by fifth grade. They do the, oh, yeah, oh, yeah and they have no clue, and, you know, <laughs> I have to call them out on that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, have you used... Um, Flipgrid. I know Flipgrid is a new tool that um, I'm starting to use in the
1: classroom as well. So what has your experience yeah. been with Flipgrid? I love Flipgrid. I really don't have uh, too much experience in it as a as a teacher, to be honest. Um, but I know it's a it's a great tool. And what's great is you get quick little snippets. Um, they're able to record something quickly. Um, and what's really cool about it is the collaboration um, features, the fact that they can comment on each other's um, Speaking and and all of that Um, with that something that I um, have found is Really helpful is a lot of a lot of teachers will have students um, Speak in front of the class give a group project something like that Um, But what happens is what's the rest of the class doing? They're usually just sitting there, right? passively, maybe they're taking notes uh, maybe Um, but but something that I I think is important is to not only practice that speaking but While, while my peers are speaking, I should prove that I'm listening. And if listening is truly an interactive collaborative experience, how can we have kind of an academic discussion in real time while that other group is presenting. So something that we've done is use Google Classroom, the the ask a question feature to um, have kind of a group discussion going where kids have to give their peers feedback. On what's going on so so on the um on the projector the students that are presenting their their presentation is being shown but in the background all the kids that have their chromebooks or their ipads or whatever it happens to be maybe even their phones are on either google classroom or on um, there's an app called Sally, celly c-e-l dot l-y that mimics Twitter, and they're having a conversation about what's going on to prove that they're listening. And the other cool thing about that is maybe my teacher knows that I don't listen and I don't take notes, but do I want the rest of the class to know? And so if it's like you're on blast, everybody's answers are being shown, then there, it's more likely that there's going to be a higher participation rate as well. What
0: a great idea, like back-channeling. I love that. Correct, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we right. do it um, as ed tech people. We do that at conferences. We're all on Twitter, you know, with a hashtag. And so all you're doing is taking that concept into the classroom.
0: I love that. So, how do you prevent um, the students from being distracted by what they're typing and, you know, not listening? Because I know I have students who will start off with, hey, and there'll be like a long
1: list of, hey, hi, so. <laughs> yeah that's a good point. So one thing is you you've got you need to have a little bit of structure, right? So especially when you're first um, teaching this, um one thing is we used um, Eric Palmer has written a book um, called Well Spoken, and he talks all about public speaking. Um, and so I had a teacher that created a rubric based on a public um, public speaking um, strategies that acronym he has. PV legs has poise, voice, um gestures, things like that. So the kids have something to look for. And so then they can take that rubric and what they're commenting on is based on a rubric so it's not just okay i'm going to talk about uh, hey how are you doing you know and talk to my friends i have an actual task i need to uh, to give this you know the, my peers form feedback based on this specific rubric uh, in that's something that's kind of based on a public speaking rubric but you can also do it based on the content um depends on what the teacher's needing um i I went into a middle school class where um the teacher had a rubric already for the presentations and then she said uh, she had um every student had to put two uh two sentence frames i liked and have you considered and it had to be based on that rubric so that keeps them um on focused because otherwise if they don't know what to write and what you're really asking for they will start just chatting Um, And just making that an expectation. This is, that's not what this is for, you know.
0: Those are great suggestions. What a great idea. Thank you. Um, So what benefits should teachers expect to see when they begin using these tools or continue to, you know, add it to their
1: tool belt, so to speak? Sure. Um, Well, I will say that when we started having um, teachers that have started using um, an EdPuzzle type thing or having kids take notes or at least have more of that interactive um, experience as they're listening. Um, I, they have noticed that their listening scores have gone up on state assessments. Um, but also, um, the, the public speaking, if you get kids up there and you get them used to listening, there's two things that happen. First of all, um, it proves that they know their content, right? Because I have to actually speak about it. Um, but the other thing is, um, And it can help their confidence as well but it also validates those students it says guess what someone's actually recording what you're doing and we're validating the learning process not just the product especially if you do screencasting for example um quite a bit um I, i i talked a lot about uh students um presenting um in front of the class and working on public speaking that way however um we don't always have time for that right And so one thing that's really helpful is a lot of times teachers would say, oh, I have them make these slide decks and they're great, but then I don't really have time to have all my groups go up there and present. So I said, no big deal. Just have them screencast it. And that way you can still have them give each other feedback. So they still have an audience because maybe I'm responsible for commenting on two of the group's um, reports. So it's not just the teacher that sees it, but you're validating their work because and you're making it more important because they're actually um, being documented. They're not just turning it in just to the teacher. When you expand that audience to more than just the teacher, the kids are going to be a lot more um, engaged in the work. Um, and for those of uh, that are not familiar with screencasting, um, there's, there's lots of different um, extensions that you can use if you're on a Chromebook. Um, I use Screencastify. There's others as well. Um, pretty simple to use. Um, that records the screen, and um, we'll have, uh, if you embed the webcam, it'll have like a little picture of the kids um, via the camera on the bottom. If you have um, an iPad, you can use Explain Everything, uh, that will work as well. There's also um, the new uh, Android app-enabled Chromebooks, um, there's an Explain Everything app for that as well. So.
0: Excellent. I love talking to you and getting all these great ideas. I'm already thinking of how I can integrate some of these things into the classroom. Um, So you've talked a lot about different uh, things like Edpuzzle, which are free. Um, uh, How much do these apps cost and, you know, which ones are free, which ones as
1: teachers, yeah, we always like getting the free stuff. (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, okay. So the apps, yeah, we did talk about Edpuzzle, which is free. There's a paid version. I've never heard a teacher say they need it. Everyone's been fine with the free version. Um, As far as Google Classroom, of course, if you have the G Suite uh, for education at your district, then that's going to be free. Um, uh, If you don't have Google Classroom, you can use Edmodo for the same purpose, um, and that's going to be free. We've got, I try to recommend as many free uh, apps as you can. Flipgrid, we spoke about, Um, you can have one grid for free, so you can at least try it out and see if you would like to purchase it. Um, With the screencasting, explain everything, I believe is free for um, iPads. And then um, Screencastify uh, Lite, the light version is plenty. I've never once had a teacher say, even schools that are using it quite a bit. I've never had someone say, "Oh, I need to purchase it for my students." So, um, and then Selly uh, is free as well. They tried to make it paid, but then they went back. So it's <laughs> so it's still free at the moment. Get it while it's hot. That are all
0: really great tools for um, our listeners to check out, and for me too. Um, and free, so <laughs> <laughs> free. We like the free stuff. So that's our time. So are there any last? Last words that you would like to share with people? Nancy's going to stop that. Eventually. It was stopping (laughs) you.
1: Yeah, no, I would like to chime in that I happened to see when EdPuzzle introduced their paid version, and they are committed to having it be free for teachers forever is my understanding. It's if your district wants to purchase it and you get some extra, I think, library features or something like that. They just came up with uh, curriculum as well. There's like this new like uh, this week or something. I don't know if you would yeah. seen that, but that part I think uh, is is the paid version as well. But there's plenty you can do um, for, with with the free uh, the free version for sure.
0: Yeah, and I know with Flipgrid, the free version doesn't allow the students to comment back and forth. They can just have the likes and 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 whatnot. So I know the paid version allows the students to have a video uh, commenting back as well. Right. Um, So, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. Tonight's comment question, or actually this morning's comment is, which of today's tools or strategies are you going to explore? Uh, Do you know of any other tools uh, or strategies that would go um, great with this? So make sure that you leave a comment below on our YouTube. And join us Monday, December 4th, when our guest will be Ashley Cooper. And she'll be speaking about the Nobody Eats Alone program that she started at her school. Uh,
1: Please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. And remember, we're always looking for guests to share the great things they're doing in their classrooms. So if you know someone who fits the bill, or maybe it's you, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.